to the Learning 3.0 podcast. I'm Rustika Lamb from Bloom, and in each episode, I chat to learning and technology thought leaders and how to support business performance through people performance. In this episode, I had the great delight to talk with DeBasis Dutta. He's the Vice President and General Manager of Products at SumTotal Systems in Florida. SumTotal is one of the first big three that emerged as learning technology leaders in the late 1990s and early 2000s, and again, are leading the way in emerging edtech. There are also strategic challenges after Saba and Cornerstone on the Fosway 2020 learning systems grid. Tobias himself is an accomplished technology exec with extensive experience in human capital management. He's a hands-on leader with a proven track record of over 22 years in managing and delivering innovative enterprise business application products that can be deployed in the cloud or on-premise. He has been inspired by market shifts and technology disruption, so it's no surprise that some total and Tobias continue leading the field of edtech by being one of the first 14 companies to join the Velocity Network Foundation, which is a simple way for individuals to own, manage, and share their career credentials. Members of this network are reinventing how career records are shared across the global market. They're empowering individuals, businesses, and educational institutions through transformational blockchain technology. They're turning career achievements into digital credentials, verifiable, secured, and truly global. It was an inspiring conversation where transformational blockchain technology is democratizing career records and transcripts. I hope you enjoy it. Tabasis, welcome to the Learning 3.0 podcast. It is just so great to have you on board and talking about you know, what is the future and emergence of this technology. So really welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rastika. It's great um, being here. Yeah, and we're having a bit of a chat beforehand, and um, I love your title that you're a product evangelist for some total. I think that's just a very cool title. Do you tell us a little bit about what you do within the company? If you look at my title, it's Vice President and General Manager of Product and Design. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you look at the way I approach things, it's more about being a product evangelist and a technology leader, actually helping the organizations actually decide how their technology solutions will work for their business use cases. So I'm looking for an ROI of their investment, right? So it's basically they start with the strategy, they start with what they want to do, what are their business problems, and then solve it through the technology and generate the ROI that is needed for that. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about that because the book I've just written, The Learning 3.0 Ecosystem, How to Create One, is exactly that you don't start with the technology. It's what we're saying is that what is the, the business case? How do you, what, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And importantly, as you say, like what's the ROI? Is it saving time because you're doing it on a spreadsheet or whatever? It's um, really important to nut that out. So that's awesome. And I was delighted that we could talk because uh, I think we were saying before, I came across the Velocity Foundation as part of my master's when I was looking to do a blockchain project and just love where that is going and, and how the foundation has actually brought together you know, your, your 14 sort of inaugural partners together to create something quite spectacular. So let's talk about blockchain first, your sort of take on blockchain, and then just maybe talk about what the foundation's doing. Absolutely. So I know like defining blockchain by a technology guy is very difficult <laughs> so that it, it caters to everybody, but I'll try my best. Okay. So blockchain in general, like you understand there's a block and there's a chain, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what blockchain does is any kind of a transaction or an information flow, right? It is divided into different data blocks and each data block is connected through a chain. Mm-hmm. And then that particular block is not stored at one place. 
So it is basically kind of a distributed ledger kind of a thing. Yes. And no one can actually get the whole information. It has to pass through a consensus algorithm. It's called a consensus algorithm. What happens is through the hash and the crypto, right? I don't want to get technical, so I'm just trying to <laughs> be more functional. What you try to do is basically there's an exchange of information. And once that is done, it's kind of a secured crypto uh, way, right? Basically, the cryptographical things actually, they join together and the information comes. So what happens in general is your information becomes immutable, right? Basically, it is preserved as it is. No one can change no it. No one can change it themselves. It has yeah. to go through a consensus, right? Across that distributed ledger. If you want to edit, the same thing. If you want to change something, it has to go through the whole process again. So that it's distributed across, right? It is boundless, right? Not in geographies or anything. It can be distributed across anything. So that's the concept of blockchain. So if you look at blockchain, right? We all started with cryptocurrencies, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody knows about the cryptocurrencies yes. and Bitcoin <laughs> and all those stuff, that craze, right? I think what has happened is blockchain has matured since then, right? It's not only the cryptocurrencies, which I don't want to talk. We can talk for another day, right? Yes. But I think what's more important is, if you look at it, this becomes kind of a smart record, right? Or a smart contract, which can be actually digitally kept, which is secure, right? And it has like, you can think about a medical field where your medical records are there. You can think about a real estate where your title deeds are there. You yes. can think about a law firm, right? Where the cases are stored so that nobody can do it. So if you think from that angle, right? So there are a lot of use cases which are happening now with the supply chain and everything with the blockchain coming up. But the most important piece is that we have not seen much movement in the HCM world in the workforce world, in the labor market world, right? We have not seen a lot of changes. So what happened is when the Velocity Network, right? So basically what happened is we wanted to change the way career records are shared. HCM for our listeners that don't know what that is. It's mm. a human capital management. So basically it, it's all to do with your people, right? Whatever you think about your people, right? Your workforce, right? Yes. So what we try to do in the Velocity Network is basically we wanted to reinvent the way career records are transmitted or kept or shared. Mm -hmm. What that means is, so I'll put it in layman terms, right? You know that every individual, we all of us, right, learn something. There's a skill, right? We have our educational qualification. We learn on the job. We have job skills and everything, right? Those things, if you have to validate it, right? Let's say I change employment, right? What happens now in the labor market? If you have to validate it, you have to go through either I self-report to you that I have done yes, this. Yes. Then there is a background check happens. And there's a lot of times you falsify your information. If you see resumes, like I've, I'm, I was just seeing some stats, right? Like 74% of the resume data across the world in 2019 was actually falsified. It was not completely 74%. correct. 74%. Yeah, crazy. it's, it's yeah. just sometimes it becomes so crazy, you know. It is not intentional that it was falsified. There's no way to actually validate that the person knows what he says he knows, right? Because people's interpretation of knowledge is very different, right? Basically yes. that I have this skill, right? So what we wanted to do this, do was like your wallet, right? You have, we wanted to create a digital wallet mm -hmm. of verifiable credit career credentials. Yes. So you carry with you. So it's kind of a self-sovereign. We call it a self-sovereign means you own your career journey. Yes, that's right. So for example, all the certificates you might earn in a job you've had for 10 years, usually get stuck in and siloed in that when you leave the job, so you don't have it. And this is a way for people to own it and keep it through their life. Yeah. And, and because of what we are trying to do here is if you keep it, what would happen is you would be interested also to learn a new skill because you know 
you're not going to limit yourself to this organization, right? Or yes. this employment. So that gives you an agency to work harder, to be a lifelong learner, to pick up more skills, right? If you look at a benefit from a individual or a learner perspective is huge, actually, mm-hmm. that nothing gets lost. You will not consider any of your skills as undervalued because you don't record it, right? Nothing is recorded, nothing is transferable. Now you know that if you do something well, you can use this knowledge, not only here, to actually progress in your career, but also in another employment, right? So that gives a sense of achievement, right? Basically that my achievements are getting actually honored and it will get passed on, right? It's not a wastage, right? It's not just a paperwork. And if you look at the organization from the other side, if you look at the organization, right? A lot of time is wasted, like time to hire, right? To verify this, it is enormous. And still you get into this trouble, right? We cannot verify certain things. We need such information. That self-information is asked for. It goes to a background check provider and all those stuff. Like it takes a lot of time. So now what happens is whatever you need, it is with the individual. Mm-hmm. You ask them. If the individual decides, yes, I want to share with you my academic credentials, they will share. I will share with you some relevant skills which are relevant here. They can share it like by clicking on a button and it goes to them, right? Basically, if the ecosystem is done. So that's the kind of an ecosystem which we are working towards. So there has to be an adoption and other things, but that general ecosystem, the concept was to actually reinvent how the career records are shared. So that was the main intent. And we added a lot of flavors going around that. So all of us, right? 15 members, founding members, all came together, actually. We are all competitors in our own space, but we all came together, you know, to work this out. Mm, that's right. And, and I think when I was doing the research, because this was the project I was hoping to do, which is how I came across the foundation, it's literally an app. So like for, from a visual, people will still have it as an app, won't it? But it's the blockchain is the technology that's underpinning it, which allows you to own it, which then gets away from the whole Facebook data, stealing my data in a big data lake where people can just go and, you know, hackers can get in. So it's very much more secure. And the data is owned by the people, not by the companies. So Absolutely. That, yeah, that's right. So where so you see we've got 15 founding members, and I noticed there's quite a range. I know you say competitors, but there is quite a range across, we're talking about before the learner or, or the um, employee journey. So you've got everything from like your applicant tracking system through to onboarding, through to like it's a total life cycle, isn't it? Do you sort of explain sort of some of the companies that are involved in initial 15? Yeah, if you look at us, like we are there, obviously some total systems, which is more of a talent development platform, right? Basically, and then you have Cornerstone, you have Oracle, you have Aeon, Sisev, Hireright, you have Randstad, Conferry. So it, it's a wide range, as you said. So basically what happens is there are some data providers, some credential providers as well, as well as some vendors, like who are the data processors in general. So it's a quite a good mix so that we understand what needs to be built so as to help our customers and in turn their organizations. So it was very essential that different companies or organizations come together, right? Basically, otherwise it will not get the deliberation which is needed, right? To build a great network, right? Which is on blockchain, right? Blockchain might be the underlying technology, but the concept, if you have to get that concept through because of the labor market changes, and if you look at this pandemic, what has happened, right? Skilling and upskilling has become so important. If skilling and upskilling is important, then it is better that we find a trusted source because businesses are getting redefined. If you have seen, right, businesses are getting redefined. So for that redefinition, you need people with different skills. How do they build up those skills? Mm -hmm. And how do they share those skills so that they are employable? So that was the goal. So from background check providers to talent acquisition products to 
full suite of solutions to talent development solutions to learning management systems mm-hmm. everybody participated to yes. put their point of view and create a a great governing body so basically this is a non profit organization so it's more of a governing how we govern the whole thing right basically that which is being built and we have use cases which we can highlight to our customers mm-hmm. so our main main thing at this point in time if you look at it right it's all good the technology will work we know that blockchain is maturing and everything would work right and and we would do our due diligence we'll do a governance as to who does it but at the end of the day you know right we need those issuers of the credentials what it means is those schools colleges universities yes. to come together to give you a background the employers need to be open enough to embrace this change so what we are doing another thing which happened with this 15 founding members is we are catering to a large number of organizations as our customers yes that's right so if you look at it the ecosystem can be built very fast if everybody gets it then everybody joins this ecosystem it will be great for the labor market so that's what we are striving to do work with our customers show them some use cases how it helps how does it bring a value to them and that is what we are working towards as kind of a next step it's kind of an adoption adoption is a mindset right why would you download a app on your phone what is the advantage right why would you do that generally why do people download apps because they have a specific purpose to do right what's this purpose mm-hmm. and how do we create this as a kind of an engagement platform that you would like to do it because it helps you as well as have value and meaning to it because if nobody accepts it let's say you have that app and you are sharing with that and nobody is there to accept that right basically right. then yes. that also falls apart so we need the holistic ecosystem with issuers inspectors and data processors right few people will be processing the data few people will be issuing the credentials there will be a request to issuing the credentials there would be from the colleges right if colleges give you then you can store it and share as and when you need it right but if the college network is not coming into that right or university network then it will all fall apart So yes. I, I think there's a lot of things here. The credential companies, right? Basically, let's say your credentials. You are in the medical profession. You need licenses. You are in the in the law. So you need licenses. Those licenses have to be governed by a body. Those body would give you the credentials, and those credentials will be digitally stored here. So I, I think it's it's more about the ecosystem, how this adoption works, and this is what would be the next step. But I'm very upbeat about it. We call this as Internet of Careers, and we think this is going to revolutionize everything. in the next few years and that's awesome and when you look at say the refugee community uh, people that are they they do have schools in the camps and, and you know if you can get actually allow them to have their transcripts in their pocket literally you know it allows when they do set, reset all to be able to prove very quickly here is they don't need paper copies that possibly have been destroyed you know in conflict or war so Um, I think it's got a huge application there. Yeah, sure. yeah, there's a government who needs to do that as well, right? So if you look at from governing bodies, so what we do is like in different parts of the world, there are actually the governments who are saying that we need to go that route. And I can talk about United States here. So if you look at United States, they have gone like it's always a skill-based hiring now, and they are talking about something called as learning employment records. So we are working with U.S. Chamber of Commerce actually to ensure. that the blockchain based solution and you are able to transfer your learning employment records across where you go so it is going to go digital and there are different initiatives i know in different parts of the world as well it's not only limited to united states but what i'm saying is like everywhere there are pockets of information where they say this is important but yes. there is no general network which can support that right so we are looking at socializing this much more showing the use cases how it works how you can do an internal mobility if you are changing places if you are changing your roles 
if you're changing some of these things, right? Our medical professional can actually keep their licensing and credential throughout their journey easily. Or let's say somebody is moving from one job to another, right? How do they keep that happening, right? There are some use cases which we are trying to highlight to our customers, to individual customers from this foundation, like the large foundation. Mm. So it's very interesting at this point in time. I, I know that everybody is not jumped onto this as yet because they're looking at the ROI and the value and how mature systems are. But I think if you look at the next three to five years, right, I think it will become mandatory, right? Basically, it will become a business imperative if you look at it, right? If you don't embrace this, you will be missing out. Yeah. Right? Because you will be slowing down, right, basically. So that's right. And I think the World Economic Forum said they believe by 2025, that's when there'll be mass adoption of, of blockchain technology. And, and as you say, because it's, it's still emerging at this stage and there are still sort of issues with it. You said that the foundation is a not-for-profit. So who's funded that and how far along is the product? Is there something people can look at at the moment? I know that's two questions in one, but (laughs) from a not-profit, did everyone put the money into the pot to get the development happening? How does that all work? So it's basically the governing body is non-profit and obviously the member fees are provided to run this. but, But it is at the end of the day, it is on the Velocity Career Labs which is working on this, right, the technology. But we govern the technology. We look at the standards, the standard open kind of a technology. But it is through the member fees at this point in time, right? But when the use cases become important, and this is built on open source, the open source and thing. It is more about creating a revolution than actually making a lot of money out of it, right? So basically, that was the main goal there. But I think what would happen is the money would come in a different way, right? Basically, as in more organizations, if we include the blockchain technology as part of our product, right, and customers embrace that, that brings in money back. Right. And, and some of the things are there, right? Um, I don't want to go to the cryptocurrency route, right? What happens is like there are certain things around tokenomics and other things, depending on who is operating the node, yes. right? Because you have to operate the node. There'll be node operators across the founding members or other members, right, of the organization. Right. So they'll be generating tokens, which will be translated into monetary things, but that's for later, you know. So what we are trying to do now is create this as a buzz, as a revolution, yes. as to how you do this career records. I think this kind of a revolution has not happened for a long time within the human capital management space, right, basically. So trying to get that done. And coming together, what happens is like, we get a larger foothold rather than mm-hmm. trying to do siloed, right? Everybody can do a siloed. But then what mm-hmm. happens is the governance, et cetera, has to be replicated so many times with the same kind of information, right? It's always better to have a kind of a distributed kind of a general foundation, right, which helps us achieve that. I think our goals are great, right? Our vision is great. Our product is, if you asked about the product, right, the, the test net is already available and there are some live demos which are already available. So if you like, I can share some of the links which you can share with your listeners. But I think um, what is more important is like, we have to continuously show the use cases so that people understand that there are problems which are getting solved, which is becoming going to become better. The labor market inefficiencies which are there in your employment processes your onboarding processes your recruiting processes right those inefficiencies will go up you will trust a little bit more from both sides right the organization will trust a bit more as well as the learner will trust a little bit more so it's an overall i think having this kind of a digital wallet it will be a great thing actually if you ask me i i think this will become as you said by 2025 this will become imperative 
Everyone needs to have it, actually. It will be like you have those regular apps which people download. We use LinkedIn for all our sharing of our professional work. And if we can have something like that, which we would like to share with our employment, wherever we want to, right? Whatever, whoever we want to share with. So it is on us, right? My career, I own it. I have everything. Yeah. (laughs) I decide whom I need to share with, Mm. right? Basically, and that's, that's a good thing. So I think overall, this is going to benefit. Right. Mm. It's going to benefit and it's going to help in the skilling and reskilling exercise, which we are going through. Right. Everybody's talking about skilling, upskilling, reskilling. But I think which is very important at this point in time, look at the pandemic. It's very important. right? So I, I think this is overall going to be a kind of a game changer. I call it kind of a revolution in this space. Mm. So hoping Internet of Careers takes off fast enough. It will anyway take off. I think if it takes earlier, the better it will be. The technology will be all ready when it becomes a mandate from the government and government is giving a focus to it as well. So it will become important, right? All the organizations are working towards it. I think we are very excited actually. And I'm happy to share with you all the different things which we have done, right? In terms of a demo and other things, if you want to see what it looks like, you can see that. And some of these organizations, we as founding members can also demo to our customers. That's so we, we, we have a demo data and a demo app, which does that. So it is basically, we call it in blockchain language, it's called a test net. Yeah. And the main net is supposed to be there by the mid of 2021. So hopefully we will get a lot of traction and applications by the end of the year, 2021. So does that mean that we'll see um, some total being built on the blockchain fully or is it just the credentialing part? No, the some total will be there, right? So basically every organization will have their applications wherever it is. But whenever yes. they store this kind of an information of a credential exchange, those things will be actually you would be either an issuer Yes. or an inspector. So what right. would happen is basically you would be processing some of these credentials. So what would yes. happen is from your application, like you will allow somebody to share information right. or somebody to provide information. Yes. So you would be doing that. And that will reside in your blockchain, right? So basically the other information, yes. so you get it, right? The, the information which you ask during the employment, you ask for information that can you share your credentials? Can you share this, right? Yes. Can you share your maybe pay records in some countries, right? Pay records or something like that. All those things, if they are on the blockchain or on the network, it becomes very easy, actually, to get that information immediately and make a decision. And you would be very sure that these are verified already, right, from the governing bodies, verified. So it is a trusted kind of an information. So you don't have to go back and check this out again. If all the background check providers are here and they are providing background check providers to this network, so what happens, we only have to connect to that network to extract that information and to come, right? Yes. So that's yes. what we are trying to do. So we will have a lot of touch points with the Velocity network actually mm-hmm. to provide this kind of information. And it will range from, uh, we are also thinking of doing a talent marketplace. So in the talent marketplace, we will be doing that. So think about it, right? You know all the skills which are floating around and people will come there and share their skills. And you would create a talent marketplace, right, where people can, like with this gig economy and other things, contract work and everything becoming so important. So I think people will be able to find the right job because they know what skills they have and what skills is expected. And they'll be able to share or exchange the skills very effectively to be chosen for that. And that's interesting because I think Upwork's part of the founding partnership, isn't it? So they're sort of in that gig economy contractor space. Yeah, it will be the contracts which you can store there. That is also another possibility. You can store a whole lot of information. We are thinking from a career point of view, the career records point of view, but I think the contracts also become part of your career. The contracts can stay there. 
That's and right. then it will be easier to validate whether this person has actually worked somewhere right. or not. Every time that's a question which comes into the employer's mind, whether the person who says that they have worked in these places, right, basically on a contract job, whether they have really worked there and whether they have gained any skills or what kind of job they have done. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to pave way for a larger kind of a ecosystem which will be much, much transparent and honest kind of a thing. Like you will not distrust a person, right? Basically saying that, oh, he has falsified an information or something like that, because you don't have to do that, right? It's always verified there. Mm. I think it's going to be a good thing in the coming years. And it will obviously evolve and a lot of more use cases will come. But this is the initial use cases which we are thinking, right? On a talent marketplace, you can look at continuing education space, which we have within our portfolio, right? We are looking at the background checks and the talent acquisition. How do you apply with velocity? So now you apply with LinkedIn, right? When you think about how an individual applies, you can apply with velocity as well, right? So we are thinking of different use cases, which we are bringing in there. But we have three kind of a scenario-based use cases, which we have highlighted, which covers 50 to 60% of the use cases, which you will see in the real world, which is impacting people. So once you look at those use cases and some of these are demo, which is created as a webinar, you will understand what it is all about. And it is actually live. These are not mocked anything. So these yes. are live things, yes. right? Yeah. It is not at that large scale, which we are trying to do, but but we have limited our, like we have created a persona and then we have decided on their career journey and yes. how the exchange is happening. Yes. And, and the interesting part in this is, which is, which will be very interesting for all of the listeners is, for an individual's career journey, the different interactions are dealt by different companies. Right. So if you look at it, right, your employment record might be validated by some total and your credential record might be validated by, let's say, Oracle. That's right. That's right. So you can have multiple verifiers across different parts. So Yeah. So what we are doing is basically during our career journey, because let's say you are in an employment journey and you want a certification, that certification is given by a different governing body. Mm. But then that is being processed for now by a company B, let's say. And we are a company A doing a part of that career journey. Yes. So there are multiple companies who are trying to do so as to validate that it works basically to show that how this whole thing works we have done multiple companies are doing it obviously when we sell a product it will be only one company right we will be doing all the use cases but right now we want to give everyone an idea about how this works everybody so is yeah. actually running the blockchain in from their own data center right basically so they are calling the blockchain agent actually from their own data center so yes it's, it's a very interesting thing calling the obviously the integration calls are being yes. made from your data center but actually it's on the blockchain so you are actually calling the blockchain yes. from your stuff to do one transaction it's pretty interesting and decent so in terms of like take my phone out i want to share my verified record with someone what if i've then got a qualification and that person's not in the ecosystem is there a way for them, like an organization or a verifying body, to bring them into the network so that it's almost like you'd have verified and non-verified records or are you just going verified records at the moment? No, it will be verified records and the rest of the things. If you look from a blockchain perspective, it will be mostly verified records. But when you look from an application perspective from our vendors, yes. we'll have to keep a thing of verified and unverified, right? That's right. But what we are thinking is like there are a lot of governing bodies which are coming up and if government supports then the universities and colleges will be simpler. But if you look at the credentials across, so that should not be a problem. If you see that would come much, much faster, right? The credential companies, right? Let's say um, some of the credential companies which you want to do for licensing for yes. a particular job, right? They will all come into this bandwagon, right? Someday or the other. But mm. universities and others, for them to come, the government has to push them. 
So, and that is happening actually. It is not that few of the universities do that actually. It is just uh, in bits and pieces which are happening, but I think it, it's kind of a larger ecosystem which we are looking at. But yes, so to get started, there'll be certain bit of information which will not get validated, which might have to be done. But I think in general, if you can get the whole career record verifiable on that blockchain, that would be great. Yeah, that's right. So if people wanted to get involved, like really interested in it, you know, in the use cases and the fact that it's a revolution, it's on emerging technology, is there room for people to get involved? Like people who are listening and go, wow, this, this is so cool. Well, is there an opportunity? Or is it yeah, I, I think there are two parts that you can become a member mm-hmm. of the Velocity Networks. You can go to the site and become a member and you can participate as a technology vendor as well if you think that you have a larger so we are recruiting it's basically the velocity network there are many companies who are joining us actually uh, now right some of the screening companies some of the background providers they think it has value mm-hmm. and they wanted to join this so we are seeing a lot of traction around that so you can go to the member one fill up your stuff and <laughs> join it it'll obviously verify it and other things right obviously that you hold the technology why do you want to join the network and all this stuff Mm-hmm. But there are certain guy, uh, certain people, right, who would be direct participants as vendors, right, who would be serving through the network, and some would be there to actually provide guidance, standards, and other things, right. So basically, there are a lot of different avenues and different kinds of members which you can have. Mm. So there's different membership types. So it's not a different membership type. Membership types means you can be a node operator. Yes. Who can be a node operator? That would be very different, right? But if you just want to get to a membership, in general, it will be the regular memberships. There are some membership tiers and other things, actually, which you can go to the site and look at. In general, what I'll say is, like, it will be interesting. If you think that you have a technology, right, which you want to serve up, right, and you believe in this ecosystem, you can all join. And, and I think that that would be a great thing for the network foundation itself, right, us, right? When we look at more and more members that are getting recruited into the system and are believing in what we believe in our vision, that would be great. Mm, that's right. As part of one of the assignments I did, I was actually looking at the history of learning management systems. And I find it really fascinating that both Subtitle and Cornerstone started in the late 90s, early 2000s with Web 1.0. So when the web was just getting going, that that now sit in the Fosway grid, strategic leaders or, or strategic challenges like at the top. And it's the cornerstone and some total, which is now leading the way in Web 3.0 or emerging tech. I just find that really fascinating. So obviously, some total and cornerstone have been leaders all the way through in this sort of learning technology. So it's really great to see that here we are and doing something, as you say, that will revolutionise and, and make a real difference to lifelong learning in, in the world, really. Absolutely. And, and I think that is what we are looking forward to, right? We know that people might say this is early days, we are ahead of the curve, but I think this is very important, right, at this point in time. And I think learning as, as it stands today, right, it's all about your skills, right? It's all about the people. And when you talk about learning 3.0, I think this also combines how your career progresses and how you own your career journey, right? That's what is in the new virtual world and remote work. This becomes very important. How do you keep learning how do you skill yourself how do you reskill yourself and how those credentials are actually navigating through your career with the different organizations so i think it will be great actually to see how this all comes to light and everybody follows this but we are very upbeat about it and we think this is the right way to go Mm -hmm. so do you do your day job as well or is this your full-time focus (laughs) 
<laughs> in general what we do is we look at technologies and other things right and as part of some total right so i am responsible for all products and obviously i'm talking to customers all the time and we look at what kind of a solution right basically we should be providing to our customers working with our customers what is right today mm-hmm. what are the emerging technologies which will become important how do we build in products that help the customers right how do we create an experience which helps the learners and the end users at the end of the day right even though we say we are a b2b company we have to cater to the consumer which is the learner That's and right. the learner is coming from a consumerized world so the biggest challenge which all of the learning providers have is you come from a consumerized world so your expectations are from a consumerized world you will always hear people saying i need the search like a google search i need yeah. the recommendation like amazon right i want the user experience as netflix because that's what i do that's every right. day mm-hmm. and how do we bring those personalized recommended learning to mm-hmm. our learners right basically and help the organization that's our goal at the end of the day like how we need to look at our buyers what we need to do is the buyers need to look good in front of their business users yeah. and that's what my goal is so i ensure that happens right that bridges gap so mm-hmm. i work with the buyers like who buys our system right and who trust us as our partner to ensure that they i am it. making them look good in front of their business users mm-hmm. so yeah. most of my time goes in talking to customers trying to work with them and obviously strategizing and product and everything that's a different thing that's anyway there right but the most important piece is getting customer insights providing customer with intelligence as well you have invested in us this is what you get back mm-hmm. this is your roi mm-hmm. so we always try to say if you pay for something are you utilizing it to the maximum Mm. we tell them right your utilization your value to the learners how it is coming to your people and how you can develop your talent and i think that is the most important piece today most of the organizations don't know what their talent is to be very frank right they don't know what is the current state mm-hmm. right then how would they know how to go to the next state i work with them i tell them let's get the current state first right then you can go to your desired state and and we will help you how to go to a desired state but unless you know what's your current state and that is where these kind of tools right which we build and then this kind of work which we are being doing with the velocity network foundation all becomes very very relevant mm. right? then we we can actually bridge that gap yeah i have seen some organizations try and jump straight to a hcm you know platform when they've from nothing from spreadsheets and it's like you need to go on a journey so that you can understand how to get the most out of this and as you say get the best roi on their platform so yeah absolutely absolutely mm. That's great. Well, thank you so much. It's just been very enlightening. If people want to get hold of you, assuming you want them to get hold of you, what's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, you can connect me through LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? Which I can provide you the link on. So yeah, you can also that. also find me in Twitter. You can email me in my email address, the company email address. You can find me there. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And that's how you will know me, right? Connect me through LinkedIn. That's the best way. Yes, yeah, it usually is, isn't it? And I think um, we'll pop those links in for people wanting to have a look at maybe being a member or a technology partner or vendor as well. So that's great. Thank you so much. And I look forward to chatting again and certainly seeing where this all goes because it does sound like it's going to be a revolution of sorts. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you, Devasis. If you'd like to get in touch with me to suggest topics or speakers, you can contact me on LinkedIn or Facebook. We'll find the links in the show notes below. Keep on smiling.